Late Night Talk's very own fitness guru, Francois Yodan, is in the studio with me. Francois, how's it, my brother? Let me, let me, let me say to you, uh, Happy New Year, because we haven't seen each other this year, even though it is um, February, February already. Uh, Happy New Year to you. How are you thank doing, you. man? Well, thank you. Well, you, you, like me, worked right through the holidays? Yeah, I started, uh, worked, didn't, didn't go away. Yeah, it was good times, though. It was good times. Chobik's yeah. very peaceful this Absolutely. time of the year. Absolutely. Oh, that time that of the year. That time of the year. Uh, we want to talk a little bit about, I suppose, things that that relate to our our wellness physically but uh have uh, i suppose an, a deeper and a more internal resonance talk to me about what it is that you want to talk about today. so i think last year we introduced the whole the physical fitness aspect of things which is in the physical realm yeah uh, we touched on um some some um of the evenings were about mindfulness and, yeah. and about well-being and things like that so you want to basically bring those topics back into it and discuss them more intensely. Yeah. Um, the strength of mind, w- what is it we want to achieve emotionally, the emotional status, um, mindfulness, things like that. Yeah, I've been, I've been um, I suppose I've, I've been recently, uh, maybe as recent as maybe two years ago, uh, introduced to the whole concept of mindfulness, uh, of just being present. And it has absolutely revolutionized my life in, in, in the different relationships that I have, uh, in my work uh, on radio. Uh, I just find that I'm a l- little more attentive. So I listen for things that are not just said, but the little gaps, you know, in between, uh, in between what is said, the little silences, how long the silence is and what that could mean. So I, I'm finding that. Uh, being mindful and being present has really had very positive um, uh, results for many aspects of my life. Is that true even for physical? Um, I, I believe yeah? so. They, I mean, there's there's the concept of, of, of non-verbal communication where um, subconsciously your body can actually scream certain aspects of what's going on in your personality and your mind if someone's willing to understand it and see it. So those gaps in between a conversation, for sure, they have meaning. The, your eye contact, your body yep. language, yep. Um, they all have specific meanings. It, yep. it might not be a consciousness, but your body does definitely reflect that and tells what's going on in your mind. Yeah, uh, and, and I found that it has made me, um, I suppose, a little more empowered in the kinds of people I like to hang around with, the people that I want to be with. Uh, it just, you know, the power belongs to me. I decide now. Uh, circumstances don't decide for me. I actually make a conscious decision because I'm just a little bit more informed sometimes by those nonverbal uh, communications, as you've just said. I think there are different tiers of, of intelligence and different yep. tiers of, of who we are. Um, and, and you can definitely tune into people that vibrate on the same frequency as yep. you. Yeah, more meaningful conversations, more topical, interesting things going on in your more life. Authentic it, conversations. 100%, yeah, more yeah, real, yeah, more present, yeah, like yeah, you said before, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit. I mean, we, we've talked about, for example, the difference between fitness and wellness. Uh, and that for me was a big aha moment, as Oprah, Oprah Winfrey likes to say, uh, that there's actually a very serious difference. And there is uh, a, a difference in your approach to deciding which of those you want. And in fact, you can actually have both. You can uh, have both. Right? So, so I mean, th- those were quite interesting issues. But I'm interested to find out from you, how do we bring in the aspect of mindfulness, of presence uh, in not just our our physical training and all of those kinds of things, how do we bring all of that into so that it makes us, I suppose, more powerful people 
in whatever it is that we do. So I think initially the, the idea would be to, to find some peace, peace in your mind, some quiet, to declutter some, some unnecessary thoughts. And part of that would be finding a quiet space for yourself to sit in uh, or in your car on the way to work or whatever environment you can find and, and center yourself to the point at which you are where you are right now. You eliminate the thoughts of the past and the emotions based on certain issues or going forward even. You, you, you present, uh, you, you are where you are right now. And you have, it, you have time to think about what is it I'm feeling? What is it I'm feeling right now? What are my conscious thoughts right now? And, and be present in the moment and, uh, without having all these external influences. And then you can, honestly, you can discover what goes on really in your head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been said a lot. People use those words right now, presence right now. And I don't know whether we realize how powerful it's that very, really very is when, when, we, when we really enter the now, the real, real now, not just as a concept, not just as something that is uh, uh, um, an academic discussion that we can have, but it is actually an active, practical thing that you can do to step into a moment of time called now uh, in order to understand yourself a little bit better. I think we we flooded with a lot of uh, influences, uh, media, uh, visual, auditory, all of that. So uh, to be present is to understand all of those things, um, but where you are n- not necessarily being influenced by these particular things. And it, it increases your ability to understand what's going on around you. And then in, in that position, what's going on inside of you. Um, I think the peace of mind aspect comes into it, the, the sense of centering yourself, the sense of decluttering those thoughts. Those become important considerations. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. So I'm talking to Francois Yodan, my very own fitness guru here on Late Night Talk. And we are talking about something perhaps you might think is completely unrelated to fitness, wellness, physical fitness, physical wellness. And we'll get a, a sense from uh, uh, Francois as to how do these two concepts come together. Uh, but I'd like to ask you this question. Have you perhaps been introduced to the concepts of mindfulness, the concepts, the ideas, the notions of being present in, in everything that you do, you, the relationships with your, with your spouse, your children, your, your work. And how has that, I suppose, for me, uh, it has enhanced the quality. It's almost like uh, the difference between an analog picture and a digital picture. Same picture, but it's just more enhanced. Uh, but So give me a call. I'd like to hear from you uh, on 011-883-0702 as Francois and I talk about the whole concept of mindfulness and we're going to be bring it in, bringing it into uh, physical training and how all of that uh, can, I suppose, revolutionize the way that you train, the way that you... Uh, the way that you understand your body and perhaps all of the other things that are connected to that. Please give us a call on 011-883-0702 uh, on SMS 31702 and of course on Twitter at 702 Aubrey France. So I want to ask you this question. How does anybody that is listening to us and saying, oh, here they go again, the tree huggers, the, uh, the, the, the bleeding liberals, <laughs> The, 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 these, these people that are, uh, what, what did John used to call them? John Robbie. Ponytails. Yes. Ponytails. <laughs> here they go again with all of these ideas. We've got serious issues to be talking about. And here they are talking about mindfulness. How, one, do people get to understand the reality of being mindful and the, um, the, the positive consequences of that? How, do, how can somebody, first of all, 
break into understanding what we're talking about now? I think if you have an, a moment to sit and actually contemplate and think about what's going on in your life and sit, ask yourself certain questions. Uh, these emotions that I'm currently feeling, where do they come from? Does yeah. it have a place in history? Yeah. Uh, you can give it a color, you can give it an animal, you can give it a name, you can give it an understanding. With that, you can contemplate uh, the things coming from it. What, are, what am I thinking right now? What are the thoughts that I'm having? Write them down. Is it about work? Is it about girlfriend, like you say? Is it relationships? Is it, is it stress? Is it uh, life? What are those specific issues? Write them down. Understand them. Think of them individually. Give it a feeling. Like I said, give it a name. Give it a color. They come from somewhere. These feelings are not just there because out of random circumstance. Yeah. They have an origin. With that origin, you can understand that maybe a particular thought comes from a place that is no longer valid in my life. You can eliminate that thought. You, be, you, you can declutter the concepts of, of all this mess that's going on in your head and come to an original thought or um, a most real thought that is valid for this point in time. So it takes just contemplation. And, and one thing in coaching we do is we don't ask the question why. Why is a judgment? It's a who. It's a when. It's a what. And, and, and these comes from the feelings and the feelings attached to thoughts. I'd be, I'd be interested to hear how that relates to physical training, the not asking of the why in physical training. Um, oh, by the way, we, we were in a very interesting exercise here, myself and Francois, how, how we are trying to, I suppose, uh, marry spirituality and physicality. Hey? I mean, I, I suppose that's what we're doing. It's very much the same. We, we're trying to work the fact that these are very related topics. Yeah. O double one eight eight three O seven O two, and of course you can give us a call. Or, I mean, uh, send us your SMS on three one seven O two on Twitter at seven O two Aubrey. Rusty says it beautifully. He says, guys, the thinker who thinks about controlling or being aware of thoughts is a thought himself, and I think that's brilliant because I think he's uh, what he's doing is he's separating the thinking process and the one that is doing the thinking. So, I, I don't know, maybe I could explain it this way because that's how it actually came to me, that I am not my thoughts, that if I have the ability and power to be able to step back and analyze and look and, and introspect, look at my very thoughts. So, there is somebody there who is looking at the very thoughts that are going on in my head. And that says to me that there's a space between the thinker and the thought. And I suppose that is presence. That is the now. That space between the thinker and the thought, that space is the now. It's, it's the observation of that particular act. So if you could stand outside yourself and look into yourself, you can un, uh, unreservedly and un, un, um, without judgment understand that particular thought. We are full of judgments. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and I suppose judgment is always being in the future or in the past. It's perspective. It's, it's yeah. not necessarily the reality of one particular thing. It, it comes with a past. It comes with uh, influence. And, 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 and all the prejudices that are absolutely. connected to that. And so you don't see the thing as it actually is. You see it through the, the prism or through the sunglasses of your experiences and your understanding of those experiences. And it is going to be clouded. It's going it's, to be clouded. Uh, you, you cannot look through a, a completely clear perspective because we we've grown up with judgment your parents mentioned something tv has influence of you society culture these all have influences that judge how you are supposed to look and see through things and after 20 years of living like that you you've got uh, blinkers on you've got a lot of filters to look through a part of what we do is to try and uh, eliminate those filters to to have a conversation have a being a moment um, step outside yourself to experience that what am i truly thinking what are these thoughts 
Um, are they positive thoughts? Do they have meaning? Am I just saying it for the sake of getting a response? So to, to eliminate, eliminate all of those judgments is, is the essence. We're going to take uh, some calls coming in on 11 My guest is Francois Jordan. He's a fitness professional. And yeah, yeah. So you thought it was just about bench presses and, uh, and uh, treadmills? No, there's more. There's, and there's more. Give us a call on 11 I'd love to talk to you about this because not only do I believe is it is relevant to our physical wellness, but I think it has a lot to do with our internal wellness. Call it your, your, your mental wellness or whatever the case may be, whatever name you want to call your inner self. I think it has a lot to do with that. And if the inner self isn't right, uh, it doesn't matter how well the outer self is, there is no congruence there. I want to ask you this quick question. Is there a clean thought that is unencumbered, uninfluenced by prejudice, by experience, by all of those other things that come from the, far, the past or the future? I think uh, most people would probably strive for that particular thought. Yeah. I think we all have genuine thoughts. I think in clarity, moments of clarity, um, you can find that you can have those real and honest reflective thoughts. I do think it's clouded though. So, so it, it, it's, not a, it's not an everyday thing necessarily. But I do think uh, myself in coaching, the people we work with and, and the people I surround myself with are trying to achieve that, to, to be that present that the thought and the, the concept, the conversation is as real as it can possibly be for that time. Oh, double one eight eight three oh seven oh two. My guess is Francois, you're done. I'm interested to find out how we take these ideas, these notions of, of present... Of, 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 of now, of mindfulness, of, of all of those things that we're talking about and how they relate to the physical body. I, I get how perhaps they relate to the inner spiritual sort of world. And again, we're not having a religious conversation here, I don't think, but we are having a spiritual one. It's uh, very much a spiritual yeah. thing. Even though we are talking about the physical, right? 100%. If you're not aware of what's going on emotionally, um, you can trip and fall, for yeah. example. You're not present. You're thinking about something else. There's an emotion attached to that. Uh, being in the gym, for example, a bench press, I'm not able to achieve a particular thing. I have an emotion attached to that. I'm not strong. I'm thinking about my girlfriend. I'm having a fight. I can't do an exercise. Yeah. It, these are all very related uh, topics. So we're looking for clarity. Give me a call, 11 702 and uh, let's go straight to the lines. Rose is in Johannesburg. Hi, Rose. Hi, Aubrey. How are you this we evening? Grew up, we grew up yep. with a spiritual upbringing. Yes. And also my father was in a struggle. Yes. He was a and she was a, he was a detective. He yep. flipped out. Yeah. He flipped out and everything happened. Yes. And still, still, still does, Rose. Still does. <laughs> And I seventy, I turned on 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 Friday. Yeah. But the point, my father first taught us about culture. Every nation has a different culture. Mm. Get used to their cultures. You go to an Indian house and you find to eat to their hands. Accept that's their culture. They've got knives and forks, but it's just their thing. And so he went from Zulu to Swazi, irrespective of what nation you are. He was, his father was Irish, his mother was, uh, was uh, Swazi. So we had to learn the different cultures and the different aunties and uncles and whatever the case may be. Yeah. But above all, the spiritual point comes right. The Lord said in Psalm 50, true worship, He does not want us to fall finders. He does not want to look 
for things because the very beast, the priceless wealth, the abattoir that killed David, he brought it to that state. He brought it to every angle, so to speak. And when we sit and we rejoice and laugh, yep. it was all his, all his work. So we, we, my, my father taught us, we don't look at the color, you don't look at the, uh, at the age, at the gender, at the ID, or generalize. Look at the individual. If the indi- individual disrespects you or your family, then you can keep him at arm's length or her at arm's length. You don't disrespect people until they give you a reason. But above all, do unto others, speak to others, and speak about others, and fear the Lord, because He's the power and the glory. We are going to die inevitable. Inevitable, we can say what when you all become dust. Psalm 146 makes it very clear. But you must fear the Lord and must always be there. And so when you meet people, it was my 70th birthday and we had a celebration of It was all kinds of all nations. And from all different categories. Like even people that work for the ANC, not the, the ANC, but the Deputy Prime Minister and this and that. And we were all set and we laughed. And my one niece is a nutritionist and she yep. worked overseas, Bangladesh. And then she's now studying for the PhD. Yep. But it was all kind. The other one is, is in uh, Interpol with the police and okay. just all different jobs with the same. Rose? So you yep. learn what you can find from people. Yeah, yep. Don't just judge Absolutely. And not a quality. Yeah. No. I, I, I imagine. So, Rose in Johannesburg, thanks very much and happy birthday to you, uh, Rose in Johannesburg. All right. Eric in Kilani, hi. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Yeah, okay. hi, Eric. Yes. Uh, uh, this is a very fascinating topic, Gopal. Yeah. Uh, I'm a relationship expert, and the, the, the issue of mindfulness is a huge issue for me. Yeah. And the, typ- the typical example that comes to mind. It's, it's the issue of being around your partner or your wife or your girlfriend and the issue of being with with your partner. Yeah. Because I think, I think it, it, those two issues talks to the issue of mindfulness because uh, most guys will talk about that. I was with my partner over the weekend to find out that he was around her, yep. you know. Yeah. Uh, he was never present, you know, even if we know that he was there, but he was never present uh, on her. So I think it talks to that. And I think it, it goes with the issue of, of the lifestyle in, in, in other instances. Yeah. So I think this is a very exciting topic. That is a topic that needs to really be talked about because the level, the level of understanding and the level of knowledge generally to people, uh, it's, it's lacking. So topic of this nature can go a long way to, to build your relationship, whether it's your partner, your girlfriend, or your family. Yeah. Because it's important if we're together, even if we're talking on radio, if we're talking at home, yeah. to understand that you're not just listening, but you are with me on this particular point. Yeah. So that you're able, now you raise the issue of emotions, of, of spirituality. Yeah. But now the issue of emotions comes to, to come to the fore also. So I think it's a very critical topic and it really talks to you actually of everything. Yeah. Eric, thanks very much. I, 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 and I hear you, man. I think, I think w- what happens sometimes is that we find... Th- thanks very much, Eric. Uh, hey, hey, Francois, I think we find ourselves in relationships, whatever they are, colleagues, uh, spouses, <laughs> spouses, you know, loved ones, whatever, children, and we, we're not 
with them. We are around them. We are physically there, but we're not present. And I think that's probably what Eric is talking to. Huh? I think that's very much what you're saying, it, it, especially in relationships with your kids, with uh, your priest, your girlfriend, whatever. If you're too distracted with what's going on in the world and you're not partaking in that particular moment, then you're missing out on what that person is actually telling you. So be it the conversation that she or he is having with you or uh, the look or the body language or, or the tone of voice and things like that. You miss these particular cues if you are not present. Let's talk to Steve in Pretoria. Steve, hi. Hi, hi, bro. Ops. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, thanks, Steve. Uh, on your mind, sir. A, yeah. yeah, this is a hell of a good topic. Thank you, sir. And uh, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, first of all, the whole thing of mind and physical fitness start with first analysis. Yeah. We all need to look at ourselves, look at the past and what we aim to achieve. Mm. And in most cases, when you start doing that, you start planning. And you, will, you won't go through the whole routine because more often than not, we clutter our mind with things that doesn't benefit mm. the spiritual soul. Mm. Mm. You know, people talking about people hanging with them when you leave after two, three hours. Yeah. You have nothing in you except what was being said about other people. Yeah. You didn't plan, you didn't do anything. Yeah. Now, it also boils down to the love of nature. Mm. When you love nature, you know, you, you start appreciating yourself because you give yourself an opportunity to look at the animals, yes. to look at the trees, wow. you know, the entire plants. Yeah. And that is so stimulating. And you then start asking yourself, <clears throat> I beg your pardon, you start asking yourself questions. Yeah. Why am I here? What is my presence? What's the meaning of my life? Yeah, yeah. And until you find you reach that point, you might be free physically, but mind won't be that active yeah. to support the physical part of it because the spiritual soul is in us. And the, 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 the physical part consists mainly of what? Water and a little bit of flesh. Now, once you don't feed your spiritual soul, you are not looking after nature. You don't help your neighbor. You don't empower the other person. Yeah. That means you are not humble. Yeah. Because it is about the self. And life is not about the self. Yeah. Life is about us as a people, irrespective of race and gender. Steve, I'm going gonna, gonna to stop you there, sir, because I want to I wanna move on. But I really appreciate your, your call and the fact that, uh, you know, when we talk of mindfulness, it's not just relegated to one aspect of who we are. It's, it, it, it involves all aspects of who we are. Thank you very much for the call. Stephen Pretoria, let's speak to Anne in San Diego. Hi, Anne. How's it? I'm, I'm good, thanks. Anne, how's it going with you? Well, it's like I just got lunchtime over here in San Diego because we must be behind you guys. You oh, know? Of course, of course. I'm loving the South African accent coming out from uh, San Diego, eh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been here for 25 years, but most people think I just got off the boat. <laughs> good to hear. Good to hear, Anne. What are your thoughts about what we're talking about? 
So there's a book called The Bi- Biology of Belief. Yeah. And it's really, it's by Bruce Lipton. And I'm sure you yeah, know I've of it. Yeah, I've heard about it, yeah. You know, what we think and what we believe absolutely, uh, you know, rules what we do and what we, what we take action on and what happens to our physicality. So you can totally believe that cancer is going to kill you. Yeah. Or you can believe that it's a symptom of a larger disease, like a, col- a sneeze is to a cold, yep. and you can treat it that way. And yep. I think that we've been really duped into thinking all these things. I mean, the gentleman before me mentioned the animals. So, yeah, so protect the damn rhinos, for heaven's sakes, you know? <laughs> I mean, this is like the whole thing. We need to believe things. You know, if we believe about the Sangoma, then it's going to come and it's, you know, the, the Totsi is going to come and the, you know, the, what's that little thing that they call the Tokolosh, yep. right? How many people believe in the Tokolosh? And if you, it's just, a, it's, it's a matter of all of the belief systems that we have. And if you can break down, your belief around money, your belief around worth, self-worth, and your belief that you um, will never be able to, and I'm a fitness professional, by the way, for 30 years, Mm. so I like people to know about the fact that they have a filing cabinet of movement that belongs to their fascia, and if they just go in and remember all the things that they did physically, and connect with them on a conscious level, they'll be able to pick themselves out of the chair and yeah. start doing something. Let, let, me, let me quickly ask you this question, because it's a question I'm going to be asking Francois just now. It appears that all of the things that we've been talking about from my first caller, Rose, that every one of the calls that have come through has, has reflected on the ideas of belief, of faith, Absolutely. and all of those things. And interestingly enough, we're actually talking about the physical side of things. You, Anne, are a fitness instructor. You're a fitness professional yourself. How? Here's the question I'm, I'm asking you, and it's a question I'm going to be asking Francois. How does the inner world, the, the world of belief, of what we understand and all of those things, how does it relate to our physicality, to our physical wellness? How does it relate uh, to, to it, um, um, Anne? Well, it's what we believe, right? So as we grow up, we believe that the doctors are the only people that know what's going on with health, right? Yeah. Well, this is what we believe. We believe we must go to the doctor, get a prescription, take some pills, and we'll be better. Yeah. Okay, and usually that's the case. Yeah. But since people have started being educated and doing more scientific research and finding out new things, it really is our responsibility to educate ourselves. And the only time, sadly enough, now that I'm 55, is the fact that when people start educating, when the doctor tells them, oh, you got this, then, of course, they go and they Google it, yeah. and they go and checking out. And then, of course, they'll listen to everybody and believe what they say, right? <laughs> so if they say, oh, no, well, cancer's a death sentence right away. But if you say, no, 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 hang on a second, I believe cancer's not a death sentence. All it is is a symptom. Right, so if I address the actual problem, which is probably candida or inflammation or bad diet, no exercise, on and on and on and no, not enough water, things that are so dang simple that if people just knew it, they could do it. 
Man, and I'm, that's what I'm all about, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for calling us uh, all the way from San Diego and not losing your South African accent. <laughs> <laughs> and in San Diego, what a lacquer call, eh? So I'm going to ask you that question. Before you answer that question, uh, Francois, I want to read you some of the SMSs that have come through. Um, this person says, uh, Oh, Ben Martins, Aubrey, have you noticed how during the past two years the type or nature of callers have changed? Yeah, they do change, and they're going to be changing even more, Ben, as I change too. Hey, I suppose change is one thing that is here to stay. Hey, change, change, change. Kevin says, how do you train your mind to be calm so I can get to the root cause and understand what the actual problems are? What's the process? Asks Kevin. Great question, Kevin. Uh, D says, mindfulness gives, mindfulness gives one clarity by pushing all the distracting chatter uh, of your mind out of the way. It is quite difficult, but if you master it, you will feel much more in control, says D. I would absolutely agree with that, um, just from my own personal experience, D. Uh, and then Paul says, Aubrey, have a bells. Best cure. This is more. <laughs> Let's just go drinking. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that kind of thinking. I remember it well. Let's just go drink it away. Just drink and drink and drink until you fall. Um, and then somebody says, Hi, Aubrey, please ask your guest in studio, how does one apply your mind emotionally to ready get a, and be ready to diet and stick to it? I have tried several, every, uh, every means possible, and the market also. Can your fitness professional tell us what is the best diet plan available? I'm... I'm desperate. Thank you. And that is from Anthony in Springs. And then finally, uh, this person says, if your spiritual being increases, does that mean your religious being increases also? My experience with that, and Francis, you'll answer. My experience is that the more spiritual I become, the less religious I become. But I'm not saying that if you, <laughs> that thing, uh, I'm not saying that, uh, that in any way, that uh, that people who are religious are not spirit, spiritual. I've, I'm just finding that with me, the more spiritual I've become, the less religious I've become. But let's talk about that in the second hour. Let's not get uh, French all tangled up with all that stuff. But Kevin is looking for the process. How, how do I become a mindful person? Process. And let's link it, perhaps, uh, uh, Francois, with the question that is being asked by Anthony in Springs about what is the best diet? Uh, how do I remove all of this clutter? And a lot of the SMSs are coming out and they're agreeing with the whole concept of my mindfulness. But for the next 15 minutes, can we talk about how does a person get into the rhythm of mindfulness and how do you then find benefits physically of that and other benefits that other people have talked about? I think from a process point of view, there, there are many processes involved. Um, you could choose one. So NLP, um, for example, is, is a particular uh, idea, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, which, which implies that you can change your feelings about a thought. So all the emotions that you're having, all the thoughts that you're having can be changed. It can be understood. So ideally, I would think is, is, to, is to try and singular or single out what is those particular thoughts? What's the main purpose of my life? Where am I going? What's going on? How do I isolate what is currently in taking the, the biggest effort, the biggest energy in my life? And then maybe uh, segment them into different pieces. So it would involve uh, some time alone, 
Um, we do it in groups, so I, I go to coaching sessions and things like that. It can involve a conversation with your partner, um, and it's a, it's a non-judging environment, which is massively important because we are self-judging. So if you're going to do this process on your own, for example, and just to isolate an emotion and thoughts, understand that it comes with a judgment. And then try and work around that judgment. Try and understand the emotion based on that thought and then take the judgments that you have about that particular thought or emotion and then isolate it. Write them down. Come to a conclusion about is this thought based on emotion? Does it come from my history? Does it come from my parents and, and things like that? Um, it's, it's not hold an easy just, process. Just hold on. Just hold on. You've just talked about a non-judgmental environment in which you can think about stuff. Yes. And you make the very interesting comment to say that we always bring the baggage of our past, our interpretations, our prejudices about whatever thought we have. How do you do that? How do you, how do you unwear? How do you take off the jacket of prejudice, uh, of, of, um, of ideas that, uh, and notions that are, that are usually not examined? Right, that are just there because of your background or whatever the case may we, we be. We don't think about it. So, and brought it up as a, as your belief system. You, yep. you actually start challenging your belief systems. So there are there are different processes in in in, in certain you, modules. What, what do you do? You start challenging your challenging belief. your beliefs. Whoa, that's Whoa. hard. All right. So so I come from an Afrikaans background. Yeah, uh, as I come from a Debele background. Hundred yeah? it, percent. I wasn't taught to mix race yeah i wasn't taught to understand color i was taught i go to school i go to the army military whatever and and etc et as i was taught that white people are scaly oaks 100 and, 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 and i'm being correct here <laughs> so right. i won't go but, but and but, i'm not saying that that's a developed thing i'm just playing with with no sure with with france but, but that's the point though yeah. so these beliefs can be challenged they need to be challenged they yeah. have been challenged by me that god is a is, is, a, is a guy he lives up there 100%. somewhere Sugar is good for you, uh, you know. And you must take a woman. You must take her. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, so you oh. challenge. But those are beliefs. Yeah, that, that, yeah. That's culturally very correct for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. So, so to understand that those those are not true in my life, I can change the belief. I can change the way I feel about that. So, in in an NLP process, I went back and I got asked certain particular questions in a, in a, in a non judging environment, and I went back to when I first had that belief. So I can remember certain issues with my parents and, I, and I, 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 I allocated a time and a place and an age to that. I went back in a process and I changed my beliefs. I can then carry that forward to the age I am currently now without wow. that judgment. Wow, wow, wow. That, that is, is huge. That's, it's massive. It's, ma it, it's it completely is, it, changed. Uh, I don't know whether, 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 whether our listeners are, are getting how... <sighs> How really big? Look at that thing. That thing is like falling all over itself. <laughs> like, what? That is huge. So, you're saying to me that we can literally change how we believe. Yes. And how we believe literally creates the reality that we live by and the way that we see things. And that's all a judgment. It's, it's we discussed, oh, I said the word the, uh, blinkers or, or filters. Those belief systems create such a manifestation of an idea that we live by that is not necessarily correct because it's not ours. They right. come from right. someone well, else. We're getting all very, very deeply philosophical here and, and, and we're not answering questions about diets. So and, and, from and, a diet yeah. point of view, there is no right diet. What, what we're trying to do in, in, in yeah, a healthy right environment. is also the judgment. It's a judgment. Yeah? It's, it's what TV sells us. It's a radio ad. Uh, it's a 12-week beach body sold by this particular company using this particular supplement. We try and, and live a mostly vegetarian lifestyle, 
because essentially we are the same as what we were when we were cave people. We, 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 nothing has much changed except the world we live in. Our yep. bacteria is the same. So what did yep. we eat back then? We ate grain pulses and some meat if you, got, if you were able to kill it. Um, you know, that goes to the blood group diet, which we discussed last I year. I remember we, we talked like a little bit about We need to re revisit that. We'll, huh? we'll yep. go more specifically yep. into that. So the idea is about what is the right diet is what is right for you? What is your area? What is your... Uh, how can you shop? Where do you get your food from? Are you growing your own food? Are you uh, living a vegetarian-based lifestyle? Do you get all your food out of a tin or a plastic bag? So from that point of view, you're going to get zero nutrition. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. So what I'm hearing from what you're saying now, Francho, is that we need to be a little more... Present. Yeah. But, but we need to be a little bit more accountable for what we put into ourselves. 100%. So what you're saying to me is that you can't just settle for the fact that there is a tin on a shelf and you take it and you eat it. You need to be a lot more meditative about what is in that tin and why it's going to go into you. So the thing is, it's a convenience aspect. So, so part of the topic of being present is I'm, I'm conscious about what is currently going on. I'm not going to take a packet of chips from the cupboard or open a, a tin of something because that is not creating um, the, the wellness that I'm seeking. It's a convenient lifestyle aspect. So, so in, in, even in... So, see, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to catch you, bro. So... So even in the same way as even in the same way that I meditate about my life, about my prejudices, about my beliefs, so I do exactly the same thing about what I eat. You can you can be grateful for everything that goes into your system and you can change how it reacts to your system. So if I'm going to have a carrot, I can I can be grateful for that carrot. I can just say it's it's a carrot. I can I can get a tin of corn and, and be unawares of what it is. So you and I had a private discussion last year about the way that one trains. You know, so for example, I I, I train very intensely. I, you know, and and then there's the other guy that likes to take walks on the beach or like yourself, you like to hike. To hike. Um, and 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 another and another guy likes to I don't know what's yoga. What was that thing that you know. The, and they sit on the mat and they yoga. Do, what was it? Is it yoga? yoga. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That thing. And so there's different ways of training your body to achieve a particular thing, whatever the thing is. And I remember you saying to me, I think we were at gym, you said to me, just change a, a, an aspect of what you are doing. But just think about it. Just think and and then how does it feel for you? And it's it, it's been absolutely amazing, just in terms of 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 of, of endurance, uh, just in terms of liking to go to gym. Because there was another there was another thing. Uh, I do all the things that I'm supposed to do in terms of whatever I've been advised to do, you know, by a personal trainer, whatever the case may be. But at the end of the week, I I, I hated. I, I didn't want to. But once we had that conversation, which I think has something to do with being mindful. Once we had the conversation about just think about what you're doing and feel it. And if it feels good, do it. Is that what you're talking I about? I think generally not, not all good things feel good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah, can well, get yourself yeah, into trouble. In that concept. But 100%, if, if, if you, you will soon discover by eating well, for example, for after, after a day or two days, three days, that, that the nutritional value of what you're, going, uh, what you're putting in has a huge impact about how you feel. You, for example, you live on McDonald's, not that it's an issue, but anything like that, and there's no nutritional value versus things that have a feeling 
So you, the, the wellness aspect of it, you, you will feel better about these particular things. Exercise, nutrition, mindfulness, it's, it's the same. Die Heart Malazi says, uh, the who said love yourself, nature, and help others agree with him. Not sure what you're saying there, Die Hard Malazi. Please uh, give us a call. Uh, I'm, I'm losing you there. Monique Yordan says, uh, agreed, but as a female, I can hardly, uh, as a female, I can honestly say personally that some of my emotions have no real foundation. I suppose uh, Monique is taking you on on the idea that m- emotions have some sort of genesis, some sort of connection to something. Uh, she's saying that as a female, no. I can't argue that I'm, I'm, I'm a male. So, um, but I do believe that these these emotions come from somewhere. So, a heightened e- uh, emotional state can be caused by a nutritional misunderstanding or by something that's going on in your life. So, you could you could take it from its most extreme feeling and bring it down to its most basic original roots, and then try and understand what it is. We all have emotions. He uh, says, uh, as Thomas would like to meet with you and says, uh, so you can talk about non-duality. You know what he's talking about, he says. Um, yeah, uh, perhaps one of these days, uh, he says, you could come in and, and let us know what non-duality is all about. Um, final final words. We've run out of time. It's an hour. Eh? We've run out of time. What What do you say to somebody like Kevin, I think? I think he's looking for a process. A process. He's looking for, he's looking for an answer. So, I mean, there are there is literature that you can go and, and look uh, look for. Um, I discovered this this uh, process through life coaching um, and people that I feel emotionally about and have a relationship with emotionally. I yep. discovered this with NLP. Um, there are groups around. Um, ideally, it, it's the it's that sense of trust. You can trust the group or person that you speak to because there are no judgments. Because a lot of the issues. Um, about what it is comes from a sense of truth and you don't want to be judged because it's ha- it happened to you. It's about your life. You don't yeah. want someone to criticize your life. Yeah. You want to be able to open up and express all those feelings based on an original concept and not be judged about it. So uh, you, you could look at life coaching, you could look at NLP uh, co- um, coaching, things like that. Well, Oscar Mbofu says, uh, recommended books on this topic, or, topic Aubrey, uh, The Celestine Prophecy by James Redfield uh, and The Lost Symbol by Dan Brown. Uh, says Oscar. Any book that you perhaps want to uh, uh, recommend for somebody? Oddly enough, I did bring one. <laughs> okay, Louise so, Hay, you can heal your life. So it, it was in my car, and and Jade picked it up, um, and here we have it. So it was obviously supposed to be. Uh, it's it's about a particular issue that you have has a cause. So it's a knee ache. It's a it's it's an emotional status. It's a, yeah. an ankle of something. Yeah. So it has a place, and and it's common for all of us. So the the the, emo, the physical has an emotional um, attachment to it, and the, and for me the whole process of what you're discussing of mindfulness is to is to contemplate what it is that you are feeling and the thought attached to that. It's a simple process. It's 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 it sounds simple actually, but it's actually really difficult. Just to have a thought and understand the origin of that thought, and that, that generally goes back to a childhood memory or something along those lines. So, so what you're saying to me, I'm going to try and really simplify what I think you're saying to me. You're saying to me that if I've got a niggling pain on my ankle, for example, and it just never goes away, it is probably connected to an idea, a notion, or a thought that Correct. is lingering swirling around in my mind that has not yet been examined for its origin so it's almost like a, uh, a psychosomatic it's almost like a a, a a 
a connection to your past in your present physical body. Correct. So, so there is a, a distinction between left and right. So left side is feminine, right side is masculine. And every particular body part can reflect a particular issue. So knees, uh, ankles, uh, hips, arms, they all... Uh, okay, so Jade has just given me a thing about ankles from this book that you... She says, ankles, inflexibility and guilt. Ankles represent the ability to receive pleasure. Oi! I like pleasure. I do well with pleasure. <laughs> right? And, uh, and the affirmation is, I deserve to rejoice in life. I accept all the pleasure life has to offer me. Well... Francois, I think we've got a lot to talk about in this coming year, my brother. Thank you very much for joining us. And um, yeah, uh, how, how do people get a hold of you very quickly? Yeah? Uh, Francois at Move2Wellness. It's two with the digit. It's my email address. Francois Yodan is my guest this evening. And uh, it's been an interesting conversation.